I don't see it. Factored and ketchup. You get we have to care about the agents. <laughs> Screaming at a drag show, so. Put it right off. Right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the pizza boxes. Right. So we put. <laughs> Kind of around, I think it's like northwest of Tampa, which is kind of weird because there's like not really much there other than like Dunedin and like some other place with like the Blue Jays do spring training. But New Tampa, for the most part, is like dead north, uh, kind of like a Doral area um, of Tampa. But um, Matt, are we hot? We're live. All right. Welcome back to On the Mic. Uh, I am here with DJ Della Sala and a very special guest today. How are you? Doing good. Who's our special guest? Who is our special? Well, I don't know his official title from Zillow. We have so, Ryan Town here. Well, I, I didn't want to introduce his. <laughs> what is your actual title from Zillow? So right now you are our advisor, but I don't know, like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, I, I just uh, long for the ride. I think Tara said right. Yeah, yeah, along <laughs> for the ride. Okay, so yeah, we have totally flipped our brokerage. Upside down from where you would normally see other brokerages, we do this crazy learning kind of, I don't, I don't want to call it like an annex because like it's kind of like a full school without being a school. So uh, DJ has tasked us, we're a completely different model, but DJ has tasked us to bring the classes that we have in person that people rave about, be able to broadcast them out. And this is your first experience, experience that and seeing it in real time. Kind of walk us through your thought like... Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing that's evident, you know, when you walked into the room is like the culture, you, like agent engagement, like everybody was not only here bright early, you know, bright and early to, to taking mm -hmm. this training, but they were focused. Uh, some were taking notes like, yeah. like feverishly, right. uh, you know, and it's just, it was really good content, of course, right. you know, Brett really crushed it with what he was teaching on. But I think it was more about the culture and the energy. You know, a lot of agents kind of phone it in sometimes, especially at uh, 7.30 a.m. Right. right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that it's huge. So I use the, the analogy. So when Bruce Springsteen started touring, they had the live shows were insane. And the albums were always just like, eh. And we kind of had like, man, the classes are so good and this room is getting so packed but we can only fit so many people in this room. How do we bring the same experience? So he obviously tasked us to bring it. So now we can kind of like bring the knowledge that him and Lindsay have literally mm -hmm. just copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste to these people trying to break into real estate. And even just if you're in the industry to just like gain this knowledge, I mean, we have people zooming in from all over the state just because these classes are, are such that, do you kind of see that in any other markets? I don't know if you work in any other markets, kind of like, is this the first one of a kind experience you've seen? Yeah, so I mean, I've worked with partners all across the country mm -hmm. in all sorts of different markets. Um, you know, the production value was 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 legit. I, I, I feel like if I was sitting at home and I had to like dial yeah. into this, you guys went out of your way to make that person feel like they were in the room. Yeah, like mm -hmm. 4K, we got the mic ball, which I like the mic ball. It can kind of throw it around, pretty cool. I've never seen a mic ball uh, yet yeah. at a real estate uh, in-office yeah. training yeah. yet. So. Because it's interactive, and we knew that. We're like, how do we make them feel like they're sitting in the room, yeah. or even the people in the room, when they're asking a question, it's always just like... So I remember, like, how do we get them engaged? And, like, we started with walking these microphones back to the room. I'm like, that's kind of lame. Yeah. And we saw those things, like, catch box or whatever. And I'm like, ah, do we, like, need that? So we just, like, did our own thing and made yeah. the mic ball. We're just like, hey. We're just I, like, I was wondering whose idea it was to, to do the mic ball. Ball, but it was—it's genius. Yeah, yeah. you definitely yeah. want to create—it creates that's a fun cool. environment. It's pass, fun. Me, pass me the mic. Yeah, know, yeah. Until yeah. it hits somebody in the head. Well, well that's what we head. did. Saw it's soft thumb, right? Yeah. It's a great—it's like a skills ball that you—you know—I think it's for working out. I don't even know, but like you just cut a hole in it, put you a microphone in it. You don't work out, Todd. 
not with a skills ball. And it's like a foam ball. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll bring it up here in a second. So, Ryan, you you said you work all across the country. Like, what yeah. have you seen? What trends are you seeing right now in the real estate industry? Because you have like a 10,000 foot view of a lot of things of, you know, a lot of different brokerages, team, you know, just in, in, in a whole, like, you know, we talk about low inventory. Like, what are you seeing right now? Yeah, I mean, all through 2021, uh, and especially in 2022, like inventory is the big, you know, big conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Market, 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 there's no homes. Uh, and I think having now lived with that and worked with these teams and these agents and kind of seeing how some are surviving, some are thriving, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the market, I think it comes down to mindset, you know, uh, teams that keep their head in the game and keep focused on, yeah, there's more work being done, there's more offers being written, but people are also having record-breaking years, right? Right. Uh, the money's there. It's just who's going to win those homes. And it's the it's the people that are you know kind of stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. Right. Um, so that that's it. Mindset. How do we keep agents engaged? How do we address fatigue? We talked a little bit about that. Right. Mm. Fatigue's a big one. Um, and how do we keep you know keep people? Why do Why do you think they get fatigued? Because it is so daunting and you know emotional, or it's just everything really. I mean, it's physical. It's emotional. Yeah, it was, uh, and we, we kind of had an interesting uh, conversation about that too, but uh, it, it's the emotional impact of, right, your, your people's hearts are breaking when they don't win those offers, right? Like, we all talk about the fact that, like, the competitiveness from the, you know, like, hey, you want to buy a house. There's 30 other people that want to buy this house. What doesn't get talked about as much, but I think we all know is there, is that's 29 hearts that broke right. when, you know, that house gets bought. So if you're a buyer... A buyer's agents, sorry, if you're working with those buyers that are putting those offers, you know, the seller's happy, right? They're, they're getting like $100,000 right. over asking price. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's moving faster than homes have ever moved before. But the buyers, you know, they're, if you're a good buyer's agent, you're managing the emotional fallout of that. And I, I, I would imagine that that's got to be pretty hard to do. Right. I mean, it's a, definitely a big concern. Would you say who you work with matters or just knowing that you're going into these I don't know, seeing these homes that like, hey, there's going to be 30 other people also wanting this home. What are you willing to do to beat that person? Do you think there needs to be a huge sacrifice or you just need to align yourself with somebody who is going to kind of have your best interest and say, hey, this is what you'll need to do to win this home? Do you think you need to sacrifice or do you not? I mean, it's like anything, right? Like the more that you understand what the pitfalls and the challenges are going to be, the better you can prepare anybody. You know, yeah. you know even... You know, even a, a kid going to college, right, needs to understand, like, hey, this is not going to be easy. You got to, you got to get through all the distractions and stay focused on your courses if you're going to get the grades and make it out of here, right? right? So, setting up, you know, sure, the setup, right, the disclaimers on the front, like, how do you prepare your buyers for the gauntlet that they're about to go through? And it's not just how many offers or how long it'll take or how many homes you'll bid on, you won't get. It's also what's your what's your financial situation look like? Sure. Education around making sure that you're buttoning up and making your you know offers as solid as they can be. Absolutely, uh, it's everything. Yeah. You know? um, so I think the again mindset's one of those things. Like one of the things that's key. Mm -hmm. The agents that are succeeding are are positive, right? They're yeah. leaning mm -hmm. into it. Right. But it's also uh, it's it's also what can they do to prepare the buyer and educate them and be a hero? You know. Some agents right, right. right now are asking people on the front end, well, what's your money look like? Oh, well, if, oh, you're FHA? Yeah, good luck. Yeah. And that's the yeah. end of the conversation. Uh, whereas with a little bit of work, you, you, know, you might be able to get that buyer into a different yeah, you know, new construction. Yeah. There's just you know, there's you right. gotta give them options. Well, it's knowing their options. For you as, we'll just call you a seasoned veteran agent, <clears throat> 
are you, is it on you to prepare your client, hey, this might not be the home, or hey, what are you willing to part with that um, you can sacrifice or sacrifice or just like hey is your school like is is this really the location like what is your number one thing as the agent that you're trying to, to to relay to your client hey what's the number one thing about this house like if it's the location okay then this is what the things you're gonna have yeah. to sacrifice or there's like, no matter what you're making a sacrifice and that's anytime we all want to live on the ocean and have panoramic views and mm -hmm. stare at the shrimp boats all day we, <laughs> we all know that probably not a reality right however like setting those expectations of like, all right, and I've always been a big, you know, you live in New York. I always say that people will always sacrifice size for location because I talk about quality of life and what in people in Manhattan live in sometimes what, 800,000 square feet, figure out their closets. That's being generous. I mean, right? That's being generous. But I have a lot of friends. I love New York and I, I know what they, you know, some of their living. And if they can do it, yeah. raise families, do things, like we can do it here, but, you know, we obviously are a little bit, you know, more spoiled. So I always say, like, always focus on, I, I try to focus on location because location, you know, because of schools, work, what you like to do, quality of life is always going to supersede right. probably, like, that office that you wanted so that's or the that number pool one, that you wanted. And that's the number one thing you would guide your, your clients to say, I would not, like location should be your number one North Star when looking for a home. It should be, is this the area, whatever the reason it is, is right. this the area you want? Not like, wow, this house is super cute. There's nothing around it for 300 miles. Like, right, because that's probably changing. Yes, um, you probably do want a separate bedroom for, for Susie and Sally to grow up in. Correct. However... You know, kids have always shared bedrooms, and that's always been a thing. And what I kind of see, and I'd love your, you know, your input, but I, I think where where the world, you know, where we might be going is is you know, adults again having roommates. And so I think the dual master bedroom type living situation, because of the 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 rent cost and the affordability factor of rates going up and the prices going up, that we're going to see a, a ton of you know roommate situations becoming the norm again. So sure. I, I don't know. You Especially know. in young adults, right? Young like adults. Th young 30s, like, hey. mid-30s that like, right, either are dating, don't have, whatever the situation is, maybe a single parent. Maybe your parents. and your Right, exactly. Just because, like, hey, we just you know, have but, so hey, I don't want to commute 45 minutes to work. So, you know, I think that's I think that's yeah. a trend we'll see in the future. Do you guys see that? Like, is there anything on Zillow that will flag something as something like a dual primary or anything where you guys can like almost pull data? We're like, wow, like this house sold for whatever over the estimate, the estimate, whatever the situation is, because and then look into why are you guys just kind of like rolling through like, Hey, like this area is really hot. Like how do you guys kind of like look at stuff like that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the the data on Zillow has, I mean, Zillow, right? It's a yeah. million points of data and the word pillow. Right. right? Yeah, right. Uh, so the data has come a long way and it continues to, I mean, that's, that's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's our backbone as a company. I don't know that like, uh, specifically, I think specifically that would be hard to yeah. that's what, yeah, I think it's always going to be. I mean, I don't know about. I well, don't only know, I say probably that, area, right? Right. Yeah. Because you guys just you know launched your you know hottest market trends, and Jacksonville was I think number one, number, number two, two, I think. Yeah. Tampa, Tampa Orlando. And, and, yeah. But I only say that because everyone think the number one thing we face is my home is unlike any other. It's like you're so wrong. It's insane, right? <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying is they don't even collect. And they might, but they just don't even come into play is my point of me asking that is that everyone says my home is the best because of this. Mm -hmm. That's great. You're planning to leave it. We have to paint a picture for somebody completely different. Yeah. What are those things that they're interested in? It's location. It's the school. It's whatever it is. And that's what I'm trying to get people to kind of read into and understand that like 
you love you love this home for reason A, someone else is going to like it for reason G, yeah. right? Like they're disconnected. They might share some of those things, but if someone like Zillow is just like, yeah, it's kind of negligible yeah. that information. Like it's probably negligible, right? Yeah. You probably so, should be yeah. overly concerned with yeah. it. Yeah. So if, to it, re- if it was important, it would be there. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, that was my point. Right. So what is your role? Like, what do you like? What do you coin yourself as? Like, like, what do you? What do you? Where do you see yourself as the you know Zillow advisor? Like, where where do you? Why do you love what you do? Where do you see? You know, where do you see the current situation and future situation? Um, yeah. Because you're like you're, you're you're knee deep in in the industry. Yeah. So I, as a growth advisor, I work exclusively with our flex partnerships um, now here in the Florida region. Exclusively um, Florida. Ex, uh, right now. Okay. Yeah. So it's a South region, but right now all of all my right. teams are in Florida. Um, but I've again previous to this worked with teams all, everywhere from Seattle all the way down Sweet. to this side of the country. So um, as a growth advisor, you know we're focused on helping our partners not only uh, scale on our Flex platform, but scale responsibly, mm-hmm. right? So making sure that essentially there are positive, you know, agent, customer, customer buyer sure. outcomes. Because it's all about the consumer. You got to make sure, yeah. I mean, otherwise they're not going to come to the site anymore, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like if you went to Netflix and the movies aren't playing, you're going to eventually yeah. end up over on Prime, Prime Video, right? right. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people will want to bite off more than they can chew, and you're here to say, hey, like, why don't, we, why don't we start here and let's work our way towards here? Yeah, well, and, and at the end of the day, though, to DJ's point, you know, helping our customers unlock life's next chapter, that only happens if they get in, you know, into a conversation with one of our wonderful premier agent partners. Definitely. Uh, and that agent essentially then takes that customer the rest of the, you know, the final mm-hmm. mile. So um, there's a lot of ways to help, help do that, but it's a lot of education. You know, I think uh, the average agent out there today taking inbound calls, not just on our platform, but in general, is like really focused on, okay, great. Like, I hope this is a good one. Right now their phone rings and they go like this, like, oh, what's it going to be today? Right. And uh, what's interesting about like the online market today, when you think about customers that are using their phone to get things done, you know, when they call through and they get to Zillow and then Zillow says, okay, great. Yeah, we're going to connect you. Well, now they're like, oh, great. They're going like this saying, oh, I hope I get a good one. Right. In the online world, you know, the customer getting a good one is going to win out. Right. Um, but, you know, we're educating agents on how to think more like that, take into consideration the consumer Definitely. journey and make sure they're delivering on that experience. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty unique, especially from a service and a company like Zillow to where they're trying to, obviously you want to handle the customer experience. It's like the number one because it's your name, it's your brand, but. We're nothing without customer. Yeah, all of us. But at the same we're, time, yeah, they're also caring about the the agent because right they're like hey like this is how you can better yourself this is why you need to do x y and z it's not just like okay this person was terrible right it's like hey this is what you can do better right let's review this let's why don't we why aren't you doing these things right we talk about the why all the time i think people just say there's a very big difference as to why you do things like personal growth or I have kids or I have this not to like well why would I say that to somebody else like those are not two different whys I'm teaching you how to be better the reason the why we're talking about is why you get up in the morning not why you are doing certain things to be better at something Mm -hmm. and I think people get those misconstrued and I think a company like Zillow carrying kind of that on their back is kind of big like I think that's huge that's like a huge benchmark yeah. yeah 
very passionate about it within the walls of Zillow, you know, making sure that, that we deliver on that customer experience. Um, moving's hard, right? Like, it, uh, you know, the idea is like... I not, just did it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the worst. The whole thing. God. Every aspect. And you're in the business. You're, yeah. You would be considered like probably one of the, like the most thought, yeah. <laughs> thought you know, thought leader yeah. ex expert in the space, right? And, yeah. And it was hard for you. So imagine like what... You know the the rest of us, you know, average For sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. people out here Definitely. trying to move. It's 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 hard. The whole thing, uh, and then when you put that into a market like today, where you know things are as competitive as they are, and, mm -hmm. and that heartbreak. Whereas one, it, when it used to be maybe like missed out on two of them, mm -hmm. you know, you survive right. that. You miss out on ten of them, you know, yeah. you tap out. So, yeah. uh, but you mentioned why, and I was kind of thinking about this earlier, and I think that's important. So, you know, when it comes to like having a customer step into a new customer, maybe a first time home buyer even, stepping into such a competitive market today, um, you know, agents can be a little quick to qualify that buyer and kind of get to the point of like, yeah, like you don't have a shot, you know? Right. Whereas, you, you know, that buyer, if you got to the why of like why they're trying to move and, and why it is that they find the things that they find important, mm -hmm. Uh, the how becomes easy when the why is great enough. And right. if you can really like tap into the emotional driver of what the buyer is trying to accomplish, yeah. you'd be shocked to see like what considerations or what, uh, you know, what that buyer might be willing to do to right concessions, et cetera. Yeah. That's, that's a great thing is the, the how becomes very plausible, very easy once you're like, okay, th this is why, you know, single mother moving here needs to get in this school system, you know, five minute drive to work, whatever it is we need to make this happen. This is what we're going to do to get you this house, you know, Mrs. Buyer. But I think a lot of times that, like you said, we're crossing our fingers and we hope to get a good one, that agents take a step back and they're focused on, all right, let me make sure they're pre-approved. Let me make sure. And it's like, all right, whoa, slow down. Like, why don't you get to know this person first? Let's get to, let's understand what their why is and what their, what right. their destination is going to look like. Yeah. And, you know, not to, I think what we train on, what we do a really good job at is finding that out. And mm -hmm. our, and I think always been our North star kind of aligned with you guys and, you know, being aligned with you guys for a long time has always been really beneficial to know that, Hey, this is, this is the why the consumer <laughs> is the why. And if we un all wake up every day, we show up to, to this office, we understand that that's our why, then it doesn't yeah. become easy. It becomes easier. Now we just got to really get really good at it. And how do we win? And, you know, strategies will help us get better. Right. Zillow is not living in a bubble either. Like we get the agent, uh, the, the life of the agent is not like an, an easy one, especially right now. Like to, yeah. to the agent's credit, right? They're dealing with more buyers in their funnel than they ever have had because there's no place for a lot of them to end up. Right. When you have 29 people losing out. You know, that's, they're still there. 29 disappointments, 29 people who, right, that makes sense. And, but, but they need to keep looking, right? So, the, and, so and, and a bunch of them will just attrition because of the fact that they, they'll tap out. If you get to so many right. and you're just not competitive, you know, in a competitive space, like yeah. you just won't continue searching right, right. now. But agents have such a have such large pipelines right now, mm -hmm. and a lot of those are, are you know sort of in the like mm, lukewarm to cooling you know, <laughs> right, stages, yeah. right? But they're still having to you know if they're if they're nurturing those, it's still a lot of cognitive load. It's it, it, it's yeah. that's where this fatigue comes from, You're right? You know, so uh, you know being able to to manage that, I think is is really important. Like right. I'm a buyer, right? Like I'm looking for an investment. Lindsay and I are looking for another investment property right now, and. Last week, one came up. We made an offer, like full price. Got the, you know, did everything I could. Obviously, you know, there was it was like four minutes on the offer, and didn't even get a counter back. Accepted another offer. Then I was like, all right, can I get a backup on this? Yeah, they waived all of the all of the contingencies and everything. 
And now, you, you know, I'm one of those people, I just talked about moving, I'm like, every day, I'm just like, all right, what's going to come up today? Nothing. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, ex- it's exhausting. Right. And I know, like, I know it will come up, but I know, like, all right, how are we going to, you know, put myself into the shoes of somebody that really needs to move? Mm-hmm. Like, we're in spring, you know, first day of March, yeah. we have spring coming up, like, there's a lot of families right now, like, like, legit, like, I need to be in a school district by, you know, within the next 90 days yeah, no to get my kid in. And what am I going to do? So there's a lot of fear and a lot of, you know, anxiety based around that. So it's hard right now. And it's, it's yeah. Hard. And I think it's important that you kind of outline the fact that you're, you'd be purchasing in an investment realm where I guess yours are mixed where people are looking for the home to stay in, et cetera. And you kind of have that, like the attrition rate of, you know, people coming in are like, Oh my, I just, uh, you know, I'm lost on seven homes now. Like I'll just figure it out. Like, let me wait another month, two months, whatever. Some people are right. They're like, I need to be in a home by a certain time and to find the proper care and knowledge and handholding, I think is a huge issue. And again, I just go back to Zillow being able to also care about that too is a huge thing because I mean, right. Zillow, Zillow, like they're as big as they can be. So what does Zillow see as far as home prices in the future? Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any, you know, you know, Uh, on that? So actually there is some very specific data on pricing that I don't have top of mind here to share, but I can say that while, uh, the inventory is definitely going to be different in 2022 than it was in 2021. Predictions are that this is still going to be just shy of another record-breaking year. That's awesome. So that's wild. Prices will continue to increase. How much? I don't have yeah, that number yeah. ready. Right. But I'm, so, there is a prediction. I, I just got to go. Yeah, I feel like I read somewhere, and I don't quote me on it, but it was something where Zillow had come out to say, "Hey, we were looking at our market data, and we were a little bit off where we thought it was going to go. It's going to be another record-breaking year with inventory, right? Like they were like trending, hey." It looked like it was trending this way, but it turns yeah, out it's I know like trending. NAR is like you know I, you know again yeah. like NAR and all these different um, different uh, what publications publications are trying to use like what where they and it's all like it was like three five seven everyone's like trending to this level it's right like, but obviously nobody has a crystal ball but yeah and we would probably have one of the best looks at it just right. because of how much data we have but. Uh, the other thing, too, that's coming to mind as we're talking about this mm-hmm. that I want to remember to say is, like, we're also <laughs> we're in unprecedented times. You right. Know? That's a, a, you know, a little saying that's been used too much, but it, it's it's true. Like, we, we're guessing. We're using historical data against, like, something that hasn't it's necessarily happened. happened historically. So. But, again, back to the crystal ball. Like, no one actually has a crystal ball. But, so, I told you I was going to bring this up and you were like, oh, I'm nervous. No, it's, it's a good thing. It's funny. But this is, we go back to Zillow and the data points that they have on, on, on cons- customers, consumer, et cetera. Yeah. There was a survey. Somebody actually just posted a video in our uh, work chat and it was a survey on like some live television show. And it was like 49% of people said that they would rather do this than have sex. It was like do something, browse homes on Zillow, and like do something else. And the answer was browse homes on Zillow. But it just goes to show you that you guys investing and just becoming and building a partnership with Zillow, Zillow having the consumer be their North Star, that everybody has their ducks in a row yeah. and the compass pointing in the right direction, that literally people would rather fantasy look at homes on Zillow. Or not and, fantasy. you got to think, well, like, not, real, not estate, fantasy, real estate. Generally, is, real estate's badass. Yeah. It's like... Well, you, just like, you're like, I'm a buyer. Like, I'm like, on, like looking constantly, like, right. You know, and I'm not a huge investor in, in stocks. Like, I do... 
but it's cool to see like when I I can drive by my duplex and be like, you know, that's awesome. I can go out there, I can piddle. Like you can't do that with a stock. I mean, yeah, sure you can trade them, you can go up or down, but you can tangibly right. go see your your investment property. You can go into your home. It's just something that's always going to be this grand thing. Right. And prices will go up, prices will go down, but no matter what, it's always going to be something that you look at and probably always be proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, again, as long as you're not stretching yourself to means that you won't be able to afford it. Yeah. God right. forbid something does happen. Right. I always think that everyone's always going to have this great enamor with with real estate because of that. So it's like livable art. Yes. You right. Know? It's, Definitely. It, you know, like you can buy art, you can put it on your walls, and you can be like, oh, I invested a lot in this piece. You know, it's, but yeah. it's there. Right. So do you own any NFTs? Yeah. yeah, I knew this was going to come around yeah. crypto and NFTs. Okay, uh, it. wasn't the first house sold as an NFT down here in, in Florida? Tampa? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Should ask Joe about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, NFTs are, are are very interesting. I think the smart contract makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to claim to be an NFT specialist, and uh, definitely not on behalf of Zillow. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut that out. But um, it, it's ironic because people are now buying and selling in the metaverse, in the virtual space. Real estate. Yeah, real estate. Yeah, like yeah. A, I, I saw a mansion go for like 650000 like last week. Right. Like, and it's like, a mansion. like straight out, I'm not going to lie, even if I become an expert, I'm still want to drive by my house. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> right, and I, I know we're super early in it. It's still like all these uncertainties happening but I'm like, I don't yet see, I mean, I get it, but I'm like, I don't yet see how there's going to be a measurable situation where it's not an, yeah, we'll just make more, right? Like there's only so much earth, which is why real estate is, real estate holds value, right? It appreciates, it's like digital. So I'm like, what's stopping? You'd be like, oh, this is, I'm making a new globe. Yeah. Now, like this, I'm selling real estate there. Like uh, that's where that's the disconnect for me. I get like the oh, it's just a screenshot. I'm like, I get it. The ledger, the block, yeah. all nine yards, whatever. But it's right. It's there's nothing tangible there that some people just. That's what some people want. That's what some people want. Right. Like you could probably do what you do in stocks, but it's not the same feeling. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's boring. not the same feeling. It's yeah. not like, the tangible like. Yeah, you know, Noah, myself. We can drive by it. We can have it. So, right. all right. In closing, I'm gonna ask you a question. It's yeah. gonna be completely off real estate. So. <laughs> You live in you live in Manhattan, right? Yeah. So whereabouts? Know, whereabouts in Manhattan? I can't tell. If you like I'm saying, are you up, <laughs> are you upper? Up, like I'm just saying, like what like what are some cool places? I'm you do? 12 minutes out from the West Village. So te- uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, te- so technically, it's it's uh, I'm on the other side of the Hudson. Okay. I'm one of those bridge and tunnel crews. Oh. So, okay. So, so I'm in the Jersey City area. Love that. My brother lives in Hoboken. That's why I asked. Oh, I, yeah. I know the area yeah. well. Yeah. 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 I'm very. I'm like wherever where JC and Hoboken meet. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Big yeah. time. So, favorite thing about living there. So, what do you love? Why oh, the culinary arts there are fantastic. The mm. restaurants are great. I love restaurants. What's your favorite? Like, oh, I know it's hard to pinpoint one. What's your favorite cuis- cuisine that you're like? All right, I, once a week I do this because I live in New York City. Uh, okay. So, well, so I lived in Japan for a year when I was uh, 15 years old. Okay, and I picked up a little bit of language. And then I actually was a sushi chef for six years when I was 13 through 19. Whoa. So, yeah, I could see how the path to Zillow, that, that, that checks yeah, out. I can see a, that. So that's how it started. This is how Zillow. I, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so during these years, yeah, anyway, so uh, I probably go to sushi at least once a week. All right. There's some wonderful amakase uh, in, uh, in the city. Yeah. So a- Noah and I, so we do a father-son trip every year. We've done it since he was probably six years old. And it's always been like wherever we go, we've been, you know, we've traveled around a lot of cool places, but it's always kind of really always been based around cuisine or surfing. And, but if we go surfing, we're always going to eat really good. Yeah. So we did this omakase thing. And, uh, I remember sitting there and we walked into this room and it was 
there was nobody else in there. It was just the chef and, you know, one other, it was a server. Yeah. And he was from Japan. It was just like a really hard to get into dope spot. Yeah. Sounds and, awesome. <laughs> and it was funny. We were talking to him a little bit. We were asking him about like, hey, what, you know, he's been doing this for 15 years and obviously not a very big space. And I was like, what gets you going? I'm like, do you ever get sick of this? He goes, no, I'm still trying to perfect i'm still trying to perfect this and it wasn't like wasn't perfecting the, the the fish or anything he said he's still trying he said he doesn't feel like he's gotten the rice yet R- rice right yet he's like there's no so he told me perfection doesn't exist right because he doesn't still after 15 20 years however long he's been doing it yeah he's still trying to perfect cooking the rice i was right. like wow that's crazy to think about when you think about sushi that's the you think about it, but not really think about, like, that's his mindset on that. So, Well, uh, yeah, that's what Pablo Picasso is one of those artists that he differs from Da Vinci in the sense that he never thinks the piece is done, ever. So, like, that's why, and Kanye West now, that's why he's, like, been calling himself Picasso because he doesn't ever think finished. It's, it's finished. Yeah. It doesn't. And I'm watching a, the documentary right now. So documentary is wild. I don't know if you're a Kanye person. A huge Kanye fan. Don't get me started on Kanye. It's, <laughs> so, you've, so, you've, so you've watched the documentary on Netflix? Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been traveling, so I didn't get the second uh, episode. Uh, I'm on okay. the second episode right yeah. now. Okay, so I'm... Whatever you do, watch the second episode. Whatever you have the next morning, make sure the gym is lined up first because it'll make you want to run through a wall. <laughs> I was, I've never been a Kanye hater. I've just been like, okay, like Kanye, that jackass, whatever. I watched that documentary. I'm stoked for the third episode. I'm like, no one works harder than that, dude. Nobody. Yeah. I've never seen it. I mean, just the way he was around Jay-Z and all these other people, and they're naming all these people, and you're like, I don't even remember half these people, but I remember yeah. Kanye, and he's like sitting there, he's like, hey, like, you want to listen to my track? Like, you should listen to my track. You got five minutes? Let me listen to my track. I'm like, just going to these sessions, just working his you-know-what off. I'm like, yeah. it just builds respect, and it's being shot from 1998 was like bananas. But yeah, watch that second episode, have the gym lined up 5 a.m. the next could, morning. Could you imagine being the, his buddy, right? I'm trying to remember the guy's name, Connie? Was uh, it? No, uh, uh, um, Cootie. 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 Cootie, yeah. Could you imagine being that guy and like having sat on that footage for all these years? Right. And, and like, you know, like, he, he left what he was doing to go and, and film Kanye right. for all those years. He was years. a stand-up comedian. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. took a huge risk. A huge risk. But, but think about how long he had to wait for the Netflix payday. Right. right? Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. very crazy. But uh, I thought the first episode was great. You know, him walking around Rockefeller Records trying to get people to listen to his album. He's, like, playing it for the HR rap. Yeah. And like, like, she's, she's like, yeah, I'm like. And I'm just sitting there, like, dude, And, I'm he's, and he's vibing, too. He's, like, yeah. doing the same thing. I'm like, and it's, and it's crazy because he's playing it then, and he's, like, listen to this new song. We're like, man, I remember that classic. Yeah. Like, so, so you guys are going to, I'm going to get off camera here yeah. for a sec, but you guys are going to lose it. So, anyway, I, again, I, I'm not, like, a massive Kanye person. I've now been on, like, a huge Kanye kick. Yeah, baby! So, uh, yeah, so this is the stem player yeah. <laughs> that he just re- released. Oh, wow. Yeah, so stem player. I don't know which camera you're going to cut to. So this is the stem player. Kanye uh, yeah. decided, and I, I'm, I don't really know what the details were um, of the... Apple streaming debacle, but it was supposed to be the Donda experience was supposed to be uh, streamed on Apple, I think TV Plus, and I think once he was like, I don't want to stream it because I'm losing out on so much revenue, they were like, alright, well we're also not going to stream the experience, so he like cut the check himself, released it on Stem Player. This came out a year or better ago, the physical device, um, but then once he announced that it was only going to be exclusive on there, sold like another two and a half so or 2.2 million. Have you listened to it? Yeah, so I got a lot of I got a lot of a lot of like a lot of people were like, oh, you know, why'd you spend two hundred dollars on an album? And, yeah. and uh, I I don't think most people understand what this actually is. So it's a it's a musical instrument. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the idea is it's got these like four stems or these okay. four channels. And you can actually upload any song, anybody's song, like a Daft Punk song, like any song. Like yeah. It's an MP3 player, is. right. It's like an MP3 player, but it has AI built into it where, just in this device, where it'll split the song into the four stems, vocals, bass, uh, instrumental, and like guitar. Like I can't remember what the fourth one is. Right. Acoustic, yeah, whatever. So imagine that. Like, like there's no, you just upload a song and it just does it. So and can you then, split it off as you want it? Yeah, and so then when you play a song... You can like turn down the vocals, and it could just be an instrumental. You could turn up the vocals, turn off the bass, turn off, and just have an instrumental a cappella. That's cool. And so imagine now, like the 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 just well for for playing around, you could just have fun with music with this thing, right? Sure. But if you're a producer and you want to now, so Kanye's music, like his whole career, he's been he's like the sample king. You know, he Straight goes up. in, he finds like these cool little pieces of songs that sound familiar that you love, and then he makes a whole new piece of art out of it, right? Um, so now what this tool does is it essentially allows you to do that. Isolating the little piece of that song that you want to make a whole other track is really difficult to do right. if you're not like pretty pretty skilled. It's a tool. Yeah. You have some yeah. skills. Well, now you can just do it in two minutes, and you can now make a new piece of music with it. So That's wild. Yeah, I was going to say, my, on my head's like, that's nuts, because I just assumed, I like see it, and especially growing up at the age that we are, I'm like, think about when MP3 players first came out. There was like the Zune, and like all these other ones, and they just all fell off Apple One. Because Remember they Napster? But same thing. Yeah. Like they figured Apple just figured out a better way to do it, and then Sean Parker, who invented Napster, is now invented Spotify right same dude people don't know that but same dude they figured out a better way to do things and everybody else lost there was like rio all these other players so i didn't understand I'm like why would you make that makes a lot of sense yeah. especially for someone like kanye came from chicago not like dirt poor but not wealthy by any means and built himself off of the knowledge of that and uh, you see all those photos documentary the first episode he's got all these things around him trying to do just that yeah, he's giving play with the music yeah right he's essentially that's even cooler and even more heart into music that he's giving the tools to people who might not be able to afford so all the that. next kanye can come out straight yeah. up yeah well that's uh, wild i think yeah yeah super cool tool uh and then think about so for him just at, like like as a business so now you know even if he only sells a hundred thousand two hundred thousand of these things this year yeah right the revenue tied to that's pretty good, probably right. what, like more than what most artists will make sure. on an album. But then, like releasing new music, like maybe you just pay a little, pay a little fee, ten bucks, and you get the next album. Yeah, but right. that's ten full dollars in his pocket instead of somebody else's. Right, so it was the very, revenue. The revenue from like one day's sale was like two point two million. Would have been if it was like five hundred million streams or something. It was like that's, that's what crazy. the revenue cut would have been, but. Well, that's a cool thing to close with. And, I think that's uh, a super cool thing to close with, yeah. Espe especially since Bet it does more. It's, not, it's more than just an MP3 <laughs> player. It's a musical instrument. I think yeah. that to me completely changed the perspective of it's not a two hundred dollar album. It's a two hundred dollar instrument that you can do whatever really you can do with it. Yeah, that's well, it's, awesome. it's infinite thing. So well, I just want to say thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for thanks visiting. For it's been really awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're on the mic. We do it every week. Uh, this week, we just happen to have a, a kick-ass guest. So I appreciate yeah, you coming man. on, giving us you. our time, and hopefully you have a good time in the Sunshine State. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me, guys. Watch out for alligators. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, wild. Do you yeah. guys know that there's one there's one alligator for every per or something? No. Yeah, for every person in, in Florida. I there's bet one. you didn't believe that I was going to pull it. I did. I did not. Come on.